Welcome to Automators. I'm David Sparks, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rosemary Orchard, and this is Automators, where we talk about how to automate your technology and make it do your bidding for you. Hello, Rosemary. Hey, David. How are you today? Excellent. I'm excited today to talk about regular expressions. Ooh, fun. It looks like a spider just ran across my keyboard and typed on everything. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it's a regular expression. We'll have to do the show and find out. <laughs> the um, And if you're reaching for the knob right now, don't. Because regular expressions is something everybody can do. It sounds like a programmer thing. Programmers use it all the time. But even as normal folks can find a use for a regular expression, what it really is is a fancy way to search text. And it gives you text searching superpowers if you take the time to learn it, and it won't take that long. Yes, and that is a promise. It really doesn't take a lot of time to learn this, and we have a bunch of tools up our sleeves for this show, which will actually pretty much write your irregular expressions for you. So uh, keep listening. Yeah, I, I thought I'd start by just telling you one of my best uses of regular expressions as a lawyer. Um, I get uh, in these disputes once in a while where we get all these documents. You know, it's lawyers are weird people. And a lot of times when you send a, a demand for documents and there's like one or two good documents that we really need to prove our case, they'll bury it in 20 boxes worth of documents. And it's the, the needle in the haystack problem. But the way I would solve that is I would just have the documents scanned and OCR'd. And we would combine that into one big OCR file, which is a lot of words, you know. But the uh, I'd use BBEdit, which is a great application. It's actually made for web programming, really, but a lot of people write in it as well. And I would take BBEdit, because you can throw anything at it, and I'd put all this text in it, and I would run a regular expression against it. And a regular expression would be a very complex kind of search that I would run, uh, finding a specific spe set of text within the document. And I was always able to find, you know, what I wanted. And everybody could never believe how I could always dig up the one piece of information we needed out of all this information. And the answer was regular expressions. Yes. And if you think of this, uh, you know, some people may be going, well, you know, maybe I don't really have that kind of information. Well, there's a lot of other ways that you can use it as well. So I'll give you one of my uh, examples, which is one I, I literally used it just before we started the show because I booked some flights yesterday. They're now in my calendar thanks to TripIt. Um, and uh, but say I had just this flight information from somewhere else, I often need to get the flight number, the origin location, so that I can add it to OmniFocus with reminders to check in. Um, and getting that information, well, what is a flight number? A flight number is two or three letters followed by two to four numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, well, the, 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 the letters, they, they could be any combination of letters because there are lots of different airlines. And the numbers, well, you can have anywhere from one up to 9,999. If I'm just doing a, a control F for that, I'm going to be there for a very, very long time. But if I do a control F and turn on grep or regular expressions or regex, depending on the program, hmm, funnily enough, I have it right under my fingertips. And as it turns out, I actually do this one with shortcuts. Yeah, so you can look for a number in a particular format or words in a particular format with regular expressions as well. And it just, it's really powerful once you stop to learn it. Now you just said something really quick. I want to go back over uh, regex. It's sometimes called that regular expressions. It's called grep. 
Yeah. Um, they, you know, there, there's different names for it. Yeah. But the whole idea is this search terminology where you do something. And, and I think we'll do one easy um, regular expression, and, and that's the period, which is the wild card. Yeah, that's a really document. useful one. So just give an example of that. Well, I mean, a period matches anything because it's a, a magic matcher, uh, if you want to call it something, and it, it will match anything, excluding a new line. So, for example, if I put uh, six dots in a row, then it will match anything that is six dots, uh, six in length, or the first six of something. Um, and that's really, really useful because I don't have to specify, hey, is this a letter or is it a space or is it a number? It just grabs any of those. Yeah. And um, like if you do the regular expression CA period, then it'll look for any three letter word. Because the dot just represents one letter. We're going to talk later about how to fix that. But the uh, any three-letter word that starts with the letter C-A. So it'll find cat and can. It will not find coat. Well, actually, it doesn't start with an A, does it? Aha, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, it won't find a four-letter word starting with C-A. And, um, uh, but it will find anything. It, it'll use that period essentially as anything. If you've ever played poker, you've had wild cards. You know, Joker's wild, Deuce's wild. Um, it's the same thing as a wild card in poker. It can be literally any card in the deck. In this case, it can be any number or letter in the alphabet. So um, that is a regular expression. So if you search one of these many programs that do regular expressions and type C a period, guess what? You just did a regular expression. Yeah. And uh, what you should double check with any program that you're using to do this, because there are some programs, for example, OmniFocus supports regular expressions in their search. Did you know that? Maybe not. But if you open up the, the search function of a program like BBEdit or OmniFocus or Drafts, um, then you can usually turn on and off the regular expressions, which is really useful because sometimes you might want to actually match a period um, and you, you don't care about regular expressions. And so you can just turn that feature off. But if you do want to match a period, then you need to put a backslash in front of it to escape it. And then you're matching the actual period. So then you're matching anything that is CA full stop if you type CA backslash dot. Yeah. And like if you like an example with the period, you can use multiple of these wildcard periods. So let's say you say, I know the guy has a phone number and it starts out 987, but then there's four digits after that I don't remember. In that case, you could do a regular expression for 987, period, 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 right? And it would search for any number starting with 987 and having four characters afterwards. And actually, as we get through the show, you're going to find out there's much better ways to do that. But just as a basic example, that's another regular expression. Yeah, and it's really useful, especially if, for example you have put a document through OCR and you're looking for something in particular and you're not finding it with more complex regular expressions um, that we'll get to later in the show, try falling back to the dot because the way programs do that optical character recognition may mean that you've actually got something unexpected in there, which to us as humans, it's very clear, hey, this is an EM dash, but it turns out it's come out as a hyphen. Uh, you know, it's very useful to just be able to go, hey, I'll just put a dot and then I'll get either of those. Um, and it will also get anything else. Yeah, the other one that I always catch that way is the zero and the O. Sometimes mm -hmm. OCR will find you're searching for a digit 
and it doesn't find it. But then if you search for capital O, it finds it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's a, a, a neat trick that you'll want to bear in mind, especially if you, you have a bunch of da- uh, data that you scanned in, you know, maybe you've put it through a scanner with one of those feeders on top. Those are extremely useful if you're going paperless, but then you have to find the data afterwards. So Yeah. Well, it, it, in regular expressions, as Rose was saying, is in a lot of places. OmniFocus is the place I use it. I've got a big enough database that regular expressions help me kind of find things if I lose them. Um, drafts is another great one. Of course, he's going to support regular expressions, <laughs> you know, because that's what Greg does. Um, shortcuts, we're going to talk later in the show about it because the shortcuts, regular expressions really gives shortcuts an extra power boost. And I want to talk about that later because it's kind of complicated. But the the application that I think would be best if you wanted to really kind of give this a try for the first time is BB Edit. There is a brand new version of BB Edit that just came out as we record the show, version 13. Uh, they have a free, I believe it's a 30-day trial. And BB Edit has always been kind of one of the best places to do regular expressions. It's actually the the software documentation is where I first started learning regular expressions. It's really well written. Yes, it is. Um, and you can find that in the help menu or you can uh, find it on their website. We'll put a link to it in the show notes because even if you are, for example, an iPad first user and you don't have a Mac, so you can't install BB Edit, uh, well, you don't have to miss out on their manual because it's on their website as a PDF. And the chapter on regular expressions, I have to say, is very good reading, uh, which sounds very strange for something that's so technical, but it's very useful. Yeah, and they also, with this newest version, I feel like they've really embraced their role as the regular expressions machine because they have, they call it a lab where you can write a regular expression and have text underneath it. And it will live search the text while you are writing the regular expression so you can see exactly what you're triggering with your regular expression. So getting back to the thing we had earlier about the zero versus the capital O or the dash versus the M dash, you can see live on your documents if there's a problem and it's just really convenient and they even have like cheat sheets built into that where you can get a list of all the regular expression terms and we're going to go over those after the break but to have that there as you're writing the expression is really useful definitely i highly recommend uh you know giving this a play because it's even if you are going to be mostly using regular expressions in shortcuts, um, having a quick reference and an ability to check this is something that you definitely need. And we will talk about some other things later in the show that will help you do this. But BB Edit, I would say, is not the gold standard, maybe the diamond standard, because it's just been there for so long doing such a great job at this. Yeah, it's not, it sounds like it's sponsored by BB Edit, this show, but it's, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> but, the, uh, but it is really great. And like I said, you can get that free trial. If you want to buy it, it's not that expensive. But just for the process of learning regular expressions, you could do that within the free trial period. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of sponsors, we have a sponsor. This episode of The Automators is brought to you by Zapier. Growing your business is hard, especially when you're spending hours every day moving data from emails to spreadsheets to whatever else. Why don't you automate that? That's why you're listening to the automators, right? Wouldn't it be easy if all these things work together without you lifting a finger? Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you. So you can focus on the things that matter most. 
You don't need to waste any more time on tasks that you know you could automate because that's what Zapier was built to do. So if you work in sales, Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads and send them to a CRM or a spreadsheet. Then it notifies your team so they can act fast on every opportunity. But whatever your business, you can build exact solutions you need in minutes without writing code or asking the developer to help. And with the support of more than 1,500 business applications, it's no wonder that more than 4.5 million people are saving 40 hours a month using Zapier. Uh, I signed up for Zapier because we covered it here on the show. I wanted to test it out, and I have become a paying member because I love the way Zapier helps with all of my web services. For example, with the law practice, when I sign up a new client, I've got things that need to happen in Basecamp and in the billing program and over in Airtable. Well, Zapier connects with all those apps. So we just put the data in once and it just shows up everywhere. It saves us a bunch of time. It's more efficient and it's more accurate. And I, I love it. So I'm I'm a paying member. So go there now, check it out. It'll save you so much time at zapier.com slash automators. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash automators. And you get a 14-day free trial. Uh, our thanks to Zapier for the support of automators and all of Relay FM. So Rose, let's talk about creating regular expressions. We already covered the wildcard, the period, but there's so much more. One of them that I think probably we should we could talk about first is what if you want to search for a period which is also the wildcard character. Yeah. Um, and I briefly mentioned this uh, before, which is you, you need to escape certain things. Um, and to escape something is basically a programming term for saying, hey, don't treat this the way that you think it should be treated. Treat it as exactly what I've written. Um, and to escape something, uh, you put a backslash uh, before it. So if you want a period or a full stop, as I would usually call them, then you do a backslash followed by a period or a full stop. Uh, they are the same thing. I think I'm going to start calling them full stops. That sounds way classier. Well, uh, that's what I grew up calling them, so I'm, I'm biased thinking it's better. But now, is that is that throughout the UK? That's what you call yeah, it. It is okay. Because to me, full stop is like we're heading towards an iceberg, and we got to stop this vessel. You know, the full stop. I mean, but well, you have to you have to do a full stop at the end of your sentence because otherwise, you don't have the time to pause and breathe, and then start your next sentence again. All right. Well. A full stop or a period is a wild card, but backslash full stop is just a full stop. Yes, and you'll want to use this with other uh, certain, so other punctuation as well. So, for example, um, the hyphen um, or a dash um, would also probably need escaping, um, and so do some other things. For example, the star or the plus or the question mark. In general, think about punctuation, and uh, if your regular expression is not doing what you want. Try escaping it. Yeah. And so let's talk about some of those that you just mentioned, starting with the dash. So you can search for literal letters. Like when we did our cat example earlier, C-A, full stop, for a um, to search for anything that starts with the letter C-A. But you can also search for ranges of letters or even better numbers. So if you had um, zero hyphen three, it would look for any number between zero and three. You need to make sure that you put, you put your ranges in square brackets because a square bracket is what tells regular expression that you, you want to have some magic happen on this, essentially. Um, and square brackets have a lot of uses. But 
For example, inside your square brackets, you can write 0-3, which means it'll match 0, 1, 2, or 3. Um, it'll grab any one of those, which is really useful because if you do uh, square bracket 0-9, close square bracket, it'll match any number, um, any single number, just one-digit numbers, but it'll match any single number for you. And that's really useful. And of course, you can limit this. So you could do 4-9, so it'll match anything between 4 and 9 as well. Yeah, and so that square bracket, and I should have said that, is it designates one digit. So that's why you're kind of putting the 0-3 inside it. But you can also have it search for specific digits or or letters as well. So like, give an example of that, Rose. Well, for example, with our, our zero to three, if maybe we just want zero or three, then you can do open square bracket, zero, three, close square bracket, and it won't match uh, one or two. It will just match zero and three for us. And that's where you get in trouble sometimes, because you may say you want to search between the numbers 20 and 22, right? Yeah. So if, if you put 20 hyphen 22, it's going to search for the number two. The, or the number zero through two, or the number two. <laughs> so that you suddenly find yourself, you know, the, these computers are smart, but they're also really dumb. Yes. Um, and that's where you have to remember, a computer is only as smart as the person telling it what to do. And we are all very smart, but we're not necessarily very good at telling our computers exactly what it is that we want them to do. And so it's going to do exactly what you tell it, which is why having something like the pattern playgrounds feature in BB Edit is really useful. Because you can try all of this, and especially when it gets to using uh, the replace feature, then you can look through and see what it's actually done with this magic that you've told it to do, um, and and see whether or not it had the intended side effects, or maybe if it went a little off the rails, which it will happen while you're learning these regular expressions. But you can also use it to your advantage, like that problem I was talking about earlier, where OCR often confuses zero and capital O. If you put a square bracket with a zero and a capital O in it and close bracket, no no dash, just it's looking for one, either a zero or a capital O. So if you're worried your OCR confused the number for the letter, the regular expressions will find for you, where if you just did a normal search, it would never find that. Yes. And so then to enhance this, say you were will, you wanted to match any digit or a capital O, because that, that frequently happens with OCR, then you could um, have your square bracket, have a capital O, 0-9, and close your square bracket, and it's going to match any of those, which gives you all of the numbers and the possible misunderstood zero. Yeah, and, and I we're trying to take this low. It's hard to cover this stuff in audio only. I know you're driving down a freeway somewhere and listening to this, but but it, as you if you can picture in your head, this stuff really is not that difficult once you kind of wrap your head around it. Yes. Now, we talked about ranges. Often they're used with numbers. You can also use them with letters. Like if you wanted to search for uh, CA, open bracket, A hyphen M, you know, uh, it would find can because N follows between A and M, but it would not find cat because cat is outside that range. Well, it will find N if your alphabet is a little bit different. M comes before N in the oh, alphabet. Wait, geez, <laughs> See, uh, this is where you have to be careful, though, because you want to make sure that it's there. So it will find yeah. CAD, uh, but it won't <laughs> find um, CAN. Uh, Sometimes so. podcasting is hard. Let's it just is. say that, okay? <laughs> 
It's okay. We'll 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 just dig on you in the forums, David. I, I it's guess so good. I'm just I'm I'm just used to saying the alphabet backwards when I get pulled over. <laughs> so oh, like. there we go. <laughs> the secret life of David Sparks. Um, oh boy. Anyway. Yeah. So you you can limit your alphabet, <laughs> which is back to our point. So if, for example, you didn't want the letter N, for example, the, the letter N is definitely not appearing, then you could batch A through to M, and then O through to Z. Um, and you can you can put these all in square brackets. Um, so you would open your square bracket, put A hyphen M, and then O hyphen Z, and close. Yeah. And that's it. And make sure that you are using the right kind of brackets. Uh, for the ranges, This are these are square brackets. Uh, now, on my keyboard, I have the American layout, and I, I also have a British layout right next to it for comparison. Uh, these are uh, the second row down there next to the P, and they don't use modifier keys. Um, and... Uh, you need to make sure that you're using the right kind of brackets. And as always, make sure your brackets match. Because if your brackets don't match, then your regular expression is probably just going to not work, um, which is safer than it going completely off the rails. But double check. All right. Now, I want to go back to the to the telephone number search because we've learned more. And I want to apply that. So we could have a telephone search. And we're going to use the U.S. format, where it's three digits, dash, three digits, dash, four digits. So one way you could do that, and this isn't the end of the road for the telephone search. We're going to come back to it throughout the show. But one way you could do that is you could have the square brackets with zero through nine. So that is representing any digit. You could have three of those, and then you'd have a dash, and then you have three more, then you have a dash, and then you have four more. Now, there's one problem, though. The dash doesn't mean dash in regular expression. So you'd have to escape the dash. So to fix that, you'd have to put a backslash before each dash. So then it'd be the zero through nine in square brackets three times with backslash dash, then three times backslash dash, then four times backslash dash. And if you ran that regular expression, which hopefully isn't that hard to visualize, it would look through as much text as you will throw at it. And it'll find every phone number formatted that way. Yes, and this is great, assuming that the phone number is formatted the right way. Yeah. But we can get to that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is going to get easier as we get through. It is. It's going to get a lot easier. Can you explain negative characters to folks, Rose? Because that's another big deal with regular expressions. Yeah. So say, for example, you uh, we, we already mentioned the letter N. So we wanted to match um, anything but the letter N. We had A through to M and O through to Z. And this sounds like a lot of work. Well, using our, our ranges again, um, we can put the carrot or the uh, the little hat symbol, as it's sometimes known. It's shift six on my keyboard. It's like a little upward pointing arrow. So you can open your square bracket and put a little carrot in there. Not carrot as in carrot weather, but carrot as in C-A-R-E-T. And then you put the thing that you don't want. So, for example, the letter N, and then you close your square bracket. And then it will match anything except your letter N, because that's what regular expressions do. Now, in the UK, is the carrot, like, got some other name, like full stop does for period? I don't believe so. Um, I think I've actually only used it in French. So, it's a carry. Uh, but yes, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it does. You're so fancy, Rose. I'm sorry. And you know the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. We all have our challenges. Yeah. The, uh, so, so, the carrot is a good way to, to remove something. So, if going back to our, the example, like if you put, if you, wanted, if you wanted to search CA but not find cat, you would mm -hmm. type CA open bracket carrot T 
close bracket. And that way it would search for CA and any letter that is not a T or actually any digit that's not a T. So it can be a letter or a number. Yeah. And, um, and that also comes in handy when you're doing these searches. So there are some words in the English language which don't have vowels in. And say, for example, you had a challenge and you needed to find all of the words that did not have any, uh, didn't have a vowel in. And so you just want to match everything that isn't a vowel as your starting point. Well, you could do that because you, you open your square bracket, you put the little carrot, and then you go A-E-I-O-U and you close it and it will match everything that isn't a vowel. Now, you're going to want to refine this um, and, and improve it um, because... Just matching anything that's not a vowel is not going to find you just the words um, that have no vowel. It's going to find you all of the characters that aren't vowels. So it's also going to find 0 through 9 and everything else. But that's a really useful place to start if you, for some reason, really don't like vowels today. Yeah. yeah. Now, it gets easier, though, because in addition to searching inside these brackets, regular expressions has kind of made a shorthand for you. Like Oh, yeah. The the digits we were talking about, you know, the 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 concept of open bracket zero hyphen nine close bracket. So it's looking for any digit. Well, there is a shortcut character for that, and that is just backslash lowercase d. Yeah. So, and this is so useful because now instead of typing five characters to match any digit, well, you can type two backslash lowercase d. Now the case is important here because. You could also flip this. You can say, hey, I don't want any digits, which with our ranges would be open bracket caret zero through nine, um, with through being the dash and close square bracket. Well, if you capitalize the D, then you are going to exclude that. And if you just think of D for digit, uh, as in digits being numbers, then uh, hopefully you can remember this because lowercase matches a digit, whereas uppercase doesn't match it today. Yeah, so backslash D, give me all the digits, lowercase, that is. Backslash uppercase D, give me none of the digits. And go, let's go back to the telephone number again. Now it's easier. It's backslash D three times, then an escape dash, then another three digits, then an escape dash, then four digits. So our, our, our regular expression is getting tighter as we work our way through the show. And... Um, and that is a very easy way to do it. If you had a phone number where you knew partially what it was and you wanted to search it, you would just replace the backslash D with the the partial numbers you have where they fit in the phone number. Yeah. So say, for example, you know that the last four digits, they start with a nine and they end with a four. Well, you can do nine backslash D backslash D four. And then it's going to find any, any digit that goes between those two. And yeah. you're good. Yeah, and there's also shorthand for words, and I'll give you one guess what the shortcut is for a word. Can I can I take this one? Can I get the point? Am I allowed to yeah, do that? Yes, can you I, do. I, okay. Always, Rose. You get all the points. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, if you hadn't guessed it, it is indeed backslash W, lowercase, matches any word character. So that's A through to Z. Um, yep. And uh, backslash uppercase W... Guess for it. Guess it. Go on. I, I can hear people's brains going, it's not a word. Not a word character. Well done. Uh, full points to you. If you were busy driving and you missed it, don't worry. Come back, listen later, and we have plenty of resources in the show notes for you. Yeah. Yeah. But th this stuff just simplifies the regular expressions. And suddenly, 
when you because if you don't know anything about regular expressions and you look at one, it looks literally like a spider did crawl across your keyboard. But the logic of it comes together pretty quickly if you just spend some time learning it. Definitely. And uh, this also extends. So we have digits and we have words, but we have spaces. Do you do you want to guess the spaces one, David? Uh, would that be S? Well done. Full points to David. <laughs> yeah. Lowercase s gives you white space. Yes. And uppercase s gives you something that's not white space. So, you know, we've talked through it. You've got these different ways to designate characters, and then you assemble these into the format of the word you're looking for. It's just so much more powerful than general search. Yes. Um, uh, There's more to this, however. I want to talk about that. But before we do that, let's hear from our next sponsor. This episode of Automators is brought to you by PDF Pen from our friends at Smile. PDF Pen 11 is the ultimate tool for editing PDFs. You can view and edit documents on your Mac, iPad, or iPhone, because PDF Pen supports file syncing on a bunch of cloud services. PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone 5 supports iOS 13. And you can even use your iPad or your iPhone to scan documents directly into PDF Pen on your Mac. It is super slick. PDF Pen Pro 11 can automatically turn your documents into fillable forms. Plus, it can export to Excel, PowerPoint, and more. Learn more about PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro at smilesoftware.com slash podcast. If you do any work with PDFs, you need PDF Pen. Go to smilesoftware.com slash podcast. Go check it out. Our thanks to PDF Pen for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. All right, Rose. So, so far we've been focusing on regular expressions to designate a single character. You know, the idea of like, like getting back to the full stop or the period. It could be any character, or we use those brackets to to narrow that list of what it can be for that specific character. But you also need to deal with things where you don't know the exact position of characters or the exact length of words. How does regular expressions deal with that? Well, it has three ways of dealing with this. Um, and you might go, three ways, oh my gosh, kill me now. Trust me, it, it's not it's not crazy. It's really, really useful. Um, and let's start with, um, you need a zero or one of something. So for example, it maybe actually there is a space in the phone number after uh, around the dashes, okay? So yeah. you have your three, dash, uh, three letters, and then instead of it just being a dash, some people, maybe they're working on autopilot, who knows? They wrote space dash space. Hmm. But you don't want to have to write lots of regular expressions and run this multiple times to find it. You want to make that optional. Um, And you can do that very simply by putting a question mark. So if your space is optional, then you can do a a backslash lowercase s for space and then a question mark, which means match zero or one of these spaces. And that's so useful. So if there's no space at all, like if they compress the number together, then it's still going to find it. Exactly. And that's exactly what you need in a case like that. And this continues, and you can use this question mark on anything in a regular expression. And you can use that also within brackets. Yes. And so the next one is, um, what if you want, if, if something is optional, but maybe there's more than one of something. So they let the space key run away from them. Maybe they spill apple juice on their keyboard and their space key got stuck. I am not speaking from personal experience here at all. Um, well, then <laughs> then you might need the star. 
because the star lets you match the zero to an infinite number of something. Now, you do need to be a little careful with this and the next one, uh, because it will keep going until it finds the very last instance of whatever you're looking for. Um, and so, but you can use a star. Um, so if, for example, there may be a space at the end of the phone number, or there could be 50 spaces, but we don't know. Well, you can put a backslash lowercase s and then put a star. And then it, it'll find it'll find anything with one or more spaces at That's the end. That's zero or more spaces for the star. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, can you give an example of where you use that practically? Yeah. So, for example, uh, I often end up with code. Um, and sometimes uh, I can't put it into my intelligent, uh, my ID, not intelligent development environment. Sorry, having one of those days. Um, and um, uh, I, I, I need to put it somewhere else, and I just need to strip out a stupid amount of padding at the start of a line. Um, but some lines don't have padding, and I just need to flatten it all because it's all a little bit over the place. Um, and then I can just match um, so a sp- any white space character, so backslash S, followed by a star, and I just replace it with nothing. Um, and that gets rid of all the spaces. Um, now, yeah. I do need to be careful to make sure that I put this specifically at the start of the line, but we'll get to that later in the show. Yeah, and I feel like this one is particularly dangerous when you're working with words. Um, yes, it can It's easy be. to get yourself into trouble. That one, and also the plus is a little dangerous, too. Explain what the plus does. Well, the plus works the same way as the star does, but it says one or more. So star is zero or more, and plus is one or more. So it's this plus anything else that you happen to find, which also matches the pattern that was just before the plus, please. Now, I don't use the plus or the star too often. I do use the question mark because that comes in handy, like inside the bracket, you know, getting back to the um, getting back to the telephone number. You can solve the problem of saying, is it a dash or is it a space or is it is a no space? You can do that inside a bracket with the question mark. Yeah. Um, well, you, you put the question mark just after the bracket, but yes, you, you can you can put yeah. that there. Um, and yeah. that's really useful. And I would caution you if you're if you're seeing problems with your regular expression, have a look at where you're using stars and pluses because that's often where you will go wrong because they are very greedy and they keep going until they find the very last instance of whatever it is that you're looking for. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of the basics. We're, we're not really going to teach you regular expressions today. We want you to understand the basics of how they work. And we've been talking a lot today about how regular expressions are useful for search. Um, and we're finding things. And then you can act on them once you do. This is where the automator part kicks in. But a lot of times people also use regular expressions for search and replace. And that's where I think you have to be really careful. Well, it does mean that you need to be careful, but at the same time, it also means that you can take, for example, that phone number, and it doesn't matter if maybe they use spaces instead of dashes, or they use space dash space to format the phone number. You can actually take that and have them all reformatted to whatever your preferred uh, option is. So I have seen some US phone numbers with the first three digits in brackets, um, yeah. followed by three digits, and then a dash, and then four digits. Um, and so you can easily do that with the search and replace if you use groups, which are probably the next thing that we should talk about. All right, let's talk about groups then. Okay, well, we already had square brackets. Let's go for round brackets this time. And that yeah. is what groups use. Um, and so if you put a chunk of your regular expression inside round brackets, that becomes a group. And then you can reference that later. 
Because what that does is that says to your regular expression, hey, you're looking for all of this, but this particular part is something that I want to call out. All right. And give us an example of where you'd use that. Well, for example, I do uh, some video production for Screencast Online, which I'm really enjoying. But the project management system that we use, it gives me an awful lot of data when it triggers my Zapier app. Uh, and full, uh, full disclosure, Zapier is a sponsor of this episode. Um, but I use Zapier personally as well. Um, but when it triggers my Zapier app, the project management tool, it's giving me loads of information. And I don't want all of this information. And so what I do is I use regular expressions to match the chunks of data. So for example, the show number and the show title are the information I need. But if it's got my name in it, well, most days I do know what my own name is. Uh, at least I hope I do. Um, I'm David Sparks, right? That, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, so, well, At least you know the alphabet. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> um, so I can just get rid of that. So I don't need that, but I do need to get this information out of here. And so I use groups and I use the group to match the number and I use a group to match the title. And then I can take these and use them later in different parts of my Zap. Yeah, that's really powerful. And th that's the thing about this regular expression stuff. Once you start understanding it, if you can appreciate how it works, you don't even have to be an expert at it. You can always go back and relearn it. I don't do it as often as Rose does. I feel like you're more fluent in it than I am. Well, I, I am a programmer, a, so it, it yeah. comes with the territory. So I, I, I have like a cheat sheet in my Apple Notes that I just keep dropping regular expressions as, as I use them and kind of perfect them. But there is a, a good use for them. And a problem I had, I was working on a big, a client was in the middle of an acquisition. And so we were doing all these meetings and everybody wanted the minutes following the meetings. And it was always just a pain in the neck for me to find, you know, to get the meeting minutes and then to email them out to everybody after the meeting. And I would forget about it. And then everybody would be mad at me. So I used a regular expression to solve that problem with Siri shortcuts. And I used a sanitized version of this in the shortcuts field guide. It's, you can watch it and download if you, if you're subscribed to that. But basically what it does, it's a regular expression that looks for the word distribution with a colon after it. And then it looks for word patterns after that. And in the case of the client thing I was doing, I was looking for the names of the specific individuals that were involved in the transaction. For the sample one, it's it's Rose, Mike, and Steven, you know, all my podcast buddies. And, and what it does, it says, if you see the word distribution colon, and it has the word Rose after that, then I want you to take that, that. That's the regular expression. And then with with shortcuts, you can say that it essentially creates an if statement. You know, you say use regular expressions, look for word distribution followed by rows. If you see that, then do the following. And then it's just mechanics and shortcuts. But what the mechanic is is it grabs the minutes and it adds them to an email. It prepares an email to rows with a subject line that says here are the minutes. You know, and then it sends the email off. So. All I have to do in order to make sure that the minutes get out is write the word distribution colon at the bottom and put the names of the people that I want them to go to. And it's a regular expression driving the shortcut that goes through and does that. And so if it sees Rose and it sees Mike, then it's going to send one to Rose and Mike. If it sees uh, Mike and Steven, but not Rose, it will send it to Mike and Steven, but not Rose. And it's all just basic regular expressions. It's a, it's a one line regular expression, but, um, it's not, the stuff is not that difficult. If you're, if you've never done it before, I really want you to try it. If you're listening to this and you haven't gone down this road before. Yes. And I would highly recommend that you do that because 
going back to our groups option, uh, well, what happens if one day instead of writing Rose, you write Rosemary? Uh, because some people do call me that, um, and yeah. that's okay. And with the groups, you can do this. So you can open your RAM bracket, and you can type Rose, and then you can put a pipe and put Rosemary. And you can say, hey, if it has Rose or Rosemary, uh, that's the same person. Send them, and it's over here. But if you've got Rosie, it won't match. Because I could never call a- you Rosie. I oh, nobody it. calls me Rosie. It's it's very strange. Uh, <laughs> I've I've never been used to it. There was actually a girl in my in my primary school class called Rosie, um, and uh, she was lovely. But it was very clear she was Rosie and I was Rose, um, and that was an easy way to tell us apart, <laughs> name wise. I believe even when you were in primary school, you were you were all business. <laughs> I, I confess, I did my maths exercise books during playtime because that's yes. what I did at home. Um, because my dad was trying to make sure that I'd be good at maths. Uh, by the way, yeah. it totally worked. And I'm very grateful to my dad for giving me all those exercises. It was, you know, I got plenty of playtime too, but I, I I, I, was decent at maths. So I never had a problem with that. Um, yeah, but, but, but using groups, I could have done it either one. But in my head, yeah. do you prefer Rose or Rosemary? I've never I really asked don't you mind. Person. I'm one of those people okay. who's quite ambivalent about it. Just not Rosie. Right. I want to make sure. <laughs> I'd hate to find out that you were cringing every time I called you Rose for the last three yes, years. Yes, I, I, I've secretly been super angry at David Sparks for three years. <laughs> Not. That's, you, that's how you broke your ankle. You were like, I said Rose, and you were like stomping your foot so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still blaming that leaf for that. So, yeah. I, I I have a scooter now, and I I take it all the time. And I was I think about you every time I get on it. <laughs> well, there we go. I will, be, I will go down in the history books of podcasting for something. All right. Well, uh, so so that that's an example of a regular expression with shortcuts. And so with shortcuts, there's just a couple commands you use, but you need to learn how to use the regular expressions. But you think about that, you know, the, the reason I love that regex so much is because it solved a problem that shortcuts really didn't have a tool for. You know, there isn't a tool in shortcuts saying, look for the name Rose in this document, you know, and and then do something. It just doesn't it doesn't have that ability. And more importantly, it would have to look for the name Rose only after the word distribution colon. Because what if, you know, the word Rose or the letters R-O-S-E were part of some other word in the document? I mean, I don't want it sending an email to Rose just because that happens. It has to be distribution colon Rose. And, um, and I just don't think there's any other way to do it. I mean, you could theoretically go through and have it split and look at certain lines or something, but then you're doing something very hacky and you're doing an awful lot of work to solve something that you can solve with a regular expression. Now, there is, of course, uh, the joke of um, if you have a problem and you solve it with a regular expression, now you have two problems. Um, yeah. And if, if you uh, don't test your regular expression, that is absolutely the case. Uh, always test because... Like with everything else that we automate, it could have unintended side effects. And I think that's that saying is appropriate for complex regular expressions. But yes. I would guess a lot of people listening to the show are just looking for a phone number or looking for like something I explained, like a, a specific word followed by a variety of other words. It's not that bad if you're doing the simple stuff. Exactly. And yeah, that's what you need to start with. Always start with something simple that you can solve. So say, for example... Uh, you regularly get appointments in a calendar that you're subscribed to. Um, but only some of these are relevant. So once a week, you run a shortcut and you you pick out the events manually that are relevant to you um, with a choose from list. Well, you could automate that if they all contain something that's that's relevant, um, you know, that's, that's similar every week. It doesn't have to be the same because you can use a regular expression. 
You can just have it filter for those and grab them and put them on the real calendar for you. And that's that's something that you can do with regular expressions very easily. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about dates and regular expressions, um, uh, formatting them. You know, like if you're looking for dates in a big pile of text, um, I guess let's start with the, um, you know, the best way to write a date, in my opinion, four digit year dash two digit month dash two digit day. How would yes. you do that? Yeah. Uh, well, let, assuming that we're using that, that particular format, well, you could start with our backslash lowercase d and do four of those and then escape your, your dash. Um, I'm sure I understand. And then uh, do, do two more uh, backslash d's and the dash and then two more backslash d's. Um, but you, you could also improve on this um, because instead of saying, hey, I, I'm going to type this out four times to match four, di- four, uh, four digits, well, we can actually use a regular expression to say, Hey, I want exactly four of these, please. Yeah, and um, and that that one is actually pretty simple. I think a more difficult one is the U.S. way. I, I don't like the way we write dates here. Um, I think the European method is better, where it's day, space, month, spelled out, space, year. You know, like on a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but instead we do it here: month, space, day, comma, space, year, um, and that is a little more difficult because you've got different combinations of words. Like there isn't, you can't have, there isn't like a grouping where you can say January hyphen December. It's going to find all the months. You've got to actually list the various months. Um, And if you're looking for any month, then that's, that becomes kind of a complicated expression. Yes, it can do. Um, Which is why you would then probably end up trying to match any, any word um, that comes between uh, one or two digit days uh, followed by, and then it would have to have a comma and that would be followed by yeah. four digits. And that may capture some other stuff that you weren't intending it to do, but then you would have to go through and filter that out. It is entirely possible to build a regular expression for something like that, but that's where you start getting complex and that's where, you know, your regular expression could be creating more problems than it solves. Yeah, but it will if you use word instead of spelling out the months. You're going to get everybody misspelled February, you know. So it's it's good. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with that regular expression is uh, the the day digit. You know, you might think, well, that would just be backslash d backslash d, but that's not going to work. Followed by a comma. That's not going to work because what if it's February seven? There's only one digit. So how do you solve that problem with a regular expression looking for one or two digits? Well, what you could do, you could go back to our question mark for earlier and put backslash D, backslash D, question mark, because then your second digit is optional. Or you could put the question mark on the first digit. Or we can use another element of regular expressions to solve this, which is the the count. Um, And this is where we get to our third set of brackets for today. Uh, This is the final set of brackets, I promise. And these are the curly brackets. And these are usually found on the same keys as the square brackets, though I can't promise outside of English-speaking keyboards that it will always be there. Um, And so what you could do, if you want one or two, then you can open your curly bracket, write one, comma, two, and close your curly bracket. And that means one or two of these, please. Yeah. I, I solve it with a question mark. That's how I figured that one out. But the um but you know, you're better at this than I am. I will be the first to admit. 
Well, I wouldn't say I'm better because the question mark is if you is something that you're already familiar with, it's probably the better way to solve it. But yeah. the curly bracket option has a few other tricks up its sleeve. So More say power. for yeah, yeah. So say for example that you only want two instances of digit. Well, in this case, you're not going to save yourself any typing, um, but you can do backslash D, open curly bracket, to close curly bracket. Um, and this is going to give you exactly two of the digits. Yeah. I hope you're not banging your head against your steering wheel right now. <laughs> no, please be it, looking it, at the road if you're driving. <laughs> this is definitely one of the more complex topics we've covered on the show, but it's just... If you can get some appreciation for the way you can combine this stuff with things like shortcuts or just use it with BB Edit on your Mac, it, it really is powerful. Yes, it definitely is. Um, and then you can take your curly brackets up an extra step if you like. Um, so say, for example, that you want two or more digits. So what you could do, open your curly brackets, put two, comma, and then close your curly brackets. Um, and then we'll do two to infinity. Um, and that that can be useful for other things. I would not use that for dates um, because you're going to get, you know, some very unexpected things. Somebody's written that something's going to cost you $1 billion and they've got all of those zeros in the document. That's going to end up in there. And unfortunately, billion is not valid as a date format, at least not yet. Might need a couple more million years to get to that point. All right. Well, we've got a couple more examples and we have some additional resources. If we've piqued your interest, we're going to give you some ideas of places to go. But before we do that, I want to talk about our last sponsor. That's our friends over at FreshBooks. You want to save 192 hours, you freelancers? FreshBooks can help you out with that. Just go to uh, freshbooks.com slash automators and uh, let them know you heard about it here to get your free, unrestricted 30-day free trial. So what does FreshBooks do? It allows you to get paid easier. Isn't that a great idea? They have a cloud accounting software system that just works. By simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. And I'm one of those 10 million. I was realizing, I was doing my invoicing for Max Sparky through pages documents, right? And the numbers spreadsheet that I tracked it on. And I was forgetting to follow up with, with customers and some, you know, at some point when an invoice gets so old, you just can't collect on it anymore because it's almost on you at that point. So I decided that's crazy. I signed up for a FreshBooks account a few years ago, and now all my invoicing problems are solved. I just, it, it remembers my vendors. It remembers the transactions. When I put it in, it sends them a nice email. It gives them a way to pay with their credit card right from the email. And I get paid faster and everything is just taken care of now with FreshBooks. They continue to make FreshBooks better with this service. Uh, when you email a client an invoice, FreshBooks can show you whether they've seen it, which puts an end to that guessing game. You know, did they see it or not? Also, with a new projects feature, uh, you can share files and messages with your clients and contractors, employees to see how quickly things happen and keep all your conversations in one place. Now, if you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks, it's time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this show. There's no credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com automators and enter automators in the how did you hear about us section to get that free trial. Uh, we thank FreshBooks for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. So 
we've told we we've bored you to tears or hopefully piqued your interest um, and given you lots of regular expressions. Let's talk about a few more ways that we we actually use these, shall we? Yeah. Um, you do some cool stuff in drafts with regular expressions, right? I do. Um, and this is where I'm going to tell you a little secret. I cheat. So there are things called functions that you can use um, that will do regular expressions for you. So, for example, begins with and ends with and contains. And if these sound familiar, that's because they're not just in JavaScript as a function. They're also in shortcuts and in many other applications. Um, and that is one of the big secrets to regular expressions. You don't necessarily have to write everything yourself as long as you know what it is that you're looking for and how to specify this, you can cheat a lot of the time and use something that somebody else has written to make it work for you. Um, and so I do use standard regular expressions, if you if you want to call them that, in, in drafts. So for example, um, finding any any item which is marked as a task, which in drafts, it the, the way that you start a task is you do a dash space uh, square bracket and then it could be an X in the box if it's completed, or space, and then close, square bracket, um, followed by something else. Well, if I need to match the space or the, the, the square, uh, the space or the X, then, well, I, I use a regular expression for that. And I, I, I do cheat. I just use the, the, the period, as you call it, or the full stop, um, and put that in there. Um, but I also use begins with and ends with um, to help me find what it is that I'm looking for. Like I'm just thinking about that shortcut that I that I wrote the regular expression for, where it starts with distribution, contains rows. I think I could probably pull that off with a begins with distribution. You break it by line, and you look for a line that starts with distribution and contains rows. I think that would probably work the same. I'd have to go through and test it, but I think that would that would work fine. It would probably use more steps in your shortcut than you're currently using, um, yeah. but it's a 100% valid way of doing that, and it will solve your problem in the way that you're expecting, um, yeah. which is great. And that should give everybody who's there going, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to remember all of these hieroglyphics. Well, they're not hieroglyphics, they're punctuation. But you, you can cheat in these functions, and that's totally okay. Um, and I love doing that in drafts because it's really useful. But also it's, it's handy when I'm just searching for something. You know, I'm, I'm there going, wait, did, did I spell customize with an S or a Z? Because am yeah. I writing in British English or American English? Well, I, I can find either of those. Yeah, it's um, it's just really powerful. I This stuff doesn't take that long to learn. If you've been listening to this show, you already understand most of it, honestly. But you need to get your hands on it. So, you know, download BB Edit or, or one of these resources and, and spend some time doing it. If you do it, if you're only going to use it occasionally, I would recommend building your own library of regular expressions of things that you use frequently, so you can always resource it. But once you know that this tool exists, you are going to find yourself bumping into times where you need to search through a lot of text and want to do this, or you're going to be building a shortcut and realize, man, if I could just make it do this one extra thing, and it involve that one extra thing involves words in any way, regular expressions is going to help you solve the problem. Yes, it definitely is. All right, so let's talk about some additional resources. We've been talking about BB Edit off and on throughout the show, but uh, go download it. It's a free download. You get, like I said, you get that that trial at the beginning. Uh, great company. They've been on the Mac for a long time, and they have the the written materials for regular expressions. They have the lab where you can open it up and just start typing them. I guess what they call it, the, the pattern playground is what they call that, I believe. 
And um, you can go in there and, and just figure out some stuff, play with it, drop some text in, grab something off the internet. You can even, or you can even populate. I think BB Edit has pre-populated text if you want. Yes, it does. Uh, it has uh, a Lorem Ipsum generator. It also has a Bacon Ipsum generator, and it yeah. has a Startup Ipsum generator. And yeah. yes, these are as intriguing and amazing as they sound, and I, I highly recommend playing <laughs> with them just for that alone. Yeah. Um, bacon, but- bacon Ipsum, brilliant idea. Making yes. me hungry. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost dinner time here, so yeah. maybe afterwards. Um, but as well as uh, BB Edit, uh, the BB Edit manual. Uh, even if you're not using BB Edit, have a look at the the chapter on regular expressions in there. If you're if you're stuck and you're looking for a good resource, it it is extremely thorough, which is great. Yeah. And uh, there's also a resource that we'll put in the show notes for the shortcuts format of regular expressions because uh, some programming languages and therefore some applications use different formats of regular expressions. Now, usually these don't vary a lot, um, but JavaScript uh, has some some slight um, oddities, perhaps you could call it, or uniqueness. Um, and uh, so you'll want to make sure that you're using the right format. And uh, Shortcuts uses the ICU format for a lot of things, uh, for date formatting and for regular expressions. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, some other great resources. There's an app for iOS called Pretty Regular Expressions. Mm-hmm. Good for testing regular expressions out. Yes, especially if you're on a plane. <laughs> yeah. And Rose found a good website, Regex 101. Yes. Um, and this works the same way BB Edit does, pretty much. Um, it has a cheat sheet on the right-hand side. It's got your, your search box at the top. It's got a big box where you can paste in some sample text. And uh, you can also try, the, uh, there's a, an option to try the replaces as well. So it works like the Pattern Playgrounds in BB Edit um, in many ways, but it's really useful. Um, and uh, I often use it on machines that don't have BB Edit installed, Linux machines primarily, um, and uh, on my iPad because it's it's extremely handy. You know, Rose, I've been threatening to talk about regular expressions on a podcast for like 10 years. I'm glad to have helped you achieve your goal. You got me to do it, and uh, and I think it came out great. Thanks so much for for all your knowledge on this stuff. If you are listening to us and you've never tried a regular expression, go get to in front of a computer, give it a try, try some of these resources out. Like I said, this is just a great tool to have in your belt, and you'll find a use for it if you understand it in the slightest. And don't worry, you don't need to become uh, encyclopedic knowledge about regular expressions. You just need to know generally what they do. And then when you have a problem with just a little bit of research, you'll find out. Yes. And uh, and a great place to get help with that would be the Automators Forums. There's a lot of really smart uh, friends there that would help you if you had a trouble with regular expression, I'm sure. Yes. And uh, don't forget, check the show notes for all the links. And that is also over at relay.fm slash automators. All right. Thank you to our sponsors, Zapier, Smile, and FreshBooks. We will see you in a few weeks. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.